TheOAMNetwork.com. Welcome to Off the Record. Uh, my name's Alexandra. And I am Taylor. And uh, I'm actually kind of sick today. So excuse my voice um, on the front end. I feel like girls, though, when they're sick, they sound sexier. Yeah, like I, I feel I feel like, like I'm like a sexy lounge singer. Like, well, it, it was better when I was like super sick earlier this week. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, but you know, you, you're like, you've been smoking for 40 years, but you're still like hot. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. Oh, yeah. Like there's weird wrinkles Skins around your lips. Skin's nice, everything else pale is yellow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, just super sexy. <laughs> Smells like your grandma, like, you know. Uh-huh. Mm. Mm-hmm, so good. Nostalgia. Yep. Speaking of nostalgia, um... We read the news so you don't have to. That's the whole reason for this podcast. And uh, we talk about the top stories in Memphis uh, of this week. We just got back from holiday break. Yeah, like t- I think we were gone two weeks probably for Christmas and then yeah. New Year's. <clears throat> that yep. is true. So it was a pretty, pretty this is blank space episode for Episode 14. It is. First episode of 2016 for y'all. 14. Damn it. We should have made it to where it would be episode 16. So that yeah. would be the first. But can we, we just can we just knock two more out and then we'll start with 16? Yeah. And then just. We'll pretend or this, this will be like a hotel. Happened. Well, instead of missing one four, we'll just be missing two episodes. Right, yeah. So it'll be 15. <laughs> do that. 16. Because we, yeah, we'll just, it'll be fine. We'll, no, oh. we'll just title the episode, episode 16. How we'll, about that? Episode 14. Episode. Co-ed, episode 16. <laughs> yeah. We'll do that. I was going to say, or we we go back and skip 13. Like, we relabel all of them since and mm-hmm. then go from there. But, you the know. The last that, one was 13. That's, that's better. Okay. See, I have good ideas sometimes. All right. <laughs> all right, Sam. Speaking of Zam, he is our producer for this podcast with the OAM Network, correct? He's our fact checker. Nailed it. I nailed it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. where are we listening to OAM Network possibly? Uh, on iTunes, Stitcher, theoamnetwork.com, backslash OTR, or no, yeah. forward slash OTR. Yeah, right. it would be a forward slash. Yeah. The yeah. other one gets you to porn, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just, yeah, it, it just directly into porn. <laughs> like you, it just the you were second you in. type in <laughs> oh, yeah. backs, backslash you, you, you were porn recruiter right. comes right <laughs> up. And like a porn recruiter. See, you got what it takes. <laughs> Join my Join up. Porn. Oh my god. And we get a cut know. of that, I think. So Yeah, we do. So Good please times. do that. Pretty please. Um, <laughs> this episode brought to you by porn. Yep. Every time. Every episode is brought to you by porn. For some Hello. Reason. Hello. That's how most of us got here. Yeah. So. Let's be real. Hi, Taylor's mom, who Hi, listens to mom. the podcast. <laughs> Speaking of my mom, uh, we haven't talked about full disclosures, have we? We haven't no, not yet. Just yet. Do you have your full disclosure? Uh, you know, my full disclosure is that on Christmas, I went to see Star Wars, mm-hmm. which, you know, no spoilers, because right. I know you haven't seen it yet. I have not. I don't know. What happens to Captain Kirk? He gets eaten by Jar Jar Binks. Um, but and, then, and then Voldemort poops <laughs> on him. You got so uncomfortable. Like, you were like, this could be a spoiler. I was, like, uh, I was like, bracing for it. Well, so I went to see that. And then for New Year's, my boyfriend and I went to Hot Springs and went to the Star Wars Museum in Hot Springs, Arkansas, which is pretty amazing. And yeah. I, it's called the Galaxy Connection. Mm. It's like 10 bucks. You go, you get the tour of all of their Star Wars memorabilia. That's so They weird. have all the toys. It's awesome. It's no, really you weird. go in and they have all the collectible toys and they know a ton. Richard, who gave us the tour, <laughs> was like, he's super cool. They're all yeah. great. So. Well, and, and it sucks because now the extended universe isn't canon. So probably a lot of that memorabilia mm. is not canon in the Star Wars universe for, anymore. For Disney, yeah. But mm-hmm. I, I don't feel like people will be listening to that. You don't think so? No, I don't think so. I think a lot people of people... People take canon pretty seriously. People yeah. get used to es- it. Especially, especially well, in Star Wars. S- well, see, yeah, no, but I feel like it's the opposite. I feel like Star Wars people are like, there's so much 
there's comics, there's TV right. shows. There's well, so much to take in that they're like, fuck it, whatever. Well, the reason why it was like that, though, is because George Lucas was like, oh, yeah, all of that is canon. Mm-hmm. All of this is canon. And people were like, oh, fuck, yeah. Like, this is real. Like, yeah, real. You know what I mean? <laughs> Air quotes. But um, wait, this isn't going on in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> I'm 100 no, percent right sure. Ago. And like six movies, I'm 100 percent sure that they're going to end it with like, and so the Jedi and, and Sith found a new home together called Earth. And like, that's going <laughs> to be how it ends. And it's going to be amazing. Yeah. And we're going to be like, oh, shit, we're all descended from Jedi and Sith and shit. Whoa. Yeah. Like, that's what's going to happen. You know, that museum reminds me of um the, in the uh, in Vegas, there was this um one of the hotels there that I'd stay. It was a there was a nerdy convention that I covered years ago. And um there there was a Star Trek like kind of museum in it it was really weird the whole like area like where people could get married in yeah oh yeah i see and i've heard of that before yeah Yeah, and it's gone now Mm -hmm. and i don't know why but it was the star trek experience and you could and you could like sit down at their star trek bar it was like quirks yeah and you could order like drinks and food that were star trekky and stuff i love stuff like that i'm sorry i'm all if there was a harry potter bar open in memphis it'd be over they'd have all of my money oh absolutely forever yeah if they if they had like chocolate frogs and shit for dessert butterbeer are you kidding me Mm -hmm. butterbeer alcoholic butterbeer god going downtown and getting fucked up on butterbeer yeah that sounds like my time of day oh my god can we do that Let's open, open up, up a Harry Potter, Potter bar. bar. Mm-hmm. Harry Potter bar. Harry Potter bar. A hippopotamus <laughs> bar. <laughs> a Harry Potter bar. What would we Let's call it? it? Uh, we'd have to f- the three broomsticks, but Duh. we'd spell it differently, so we yeah. wouldn't get sued. The three hood sticks or something. Yeah, because it's Memphis. Right. So. The three hood sticks. <laughs> Everything's fine. Yeah. Mm. It's fine, Zach. Yeah, it's fine. All right. So my so my full disclosure this week is it's my last week at the flyer. No. Yeah. So, so by the time this comes out, I will no longer be at the Memphis Flyer, which is sad because it's it's the end of an era for me. Yeah. Cause you know, you started there when we were stones when I was at the uh-huh. Helmsman because I remember you were, were copy editing for us and working there. Mm-hmm. So that was what like it was two and a half years ago. Holy shit. Yeah. So I've been there for two and a half years, and um, so yeah, I mean it's a little sad. What's your favorite thing that you've learned working at the Flyer? Like the thing that you're like I would not have gotten that anywhere else. Honestly, I think working at the flyer really allowed me to kind of have a way into like quirkier people that I may not have met otherwise because it is an alternative weekly. Mm-hmm. So, so, and people, people who are weird, I say weird, but like people who are like cool, hip, you know, outside the mainstream, right? For sure. No, the flyer, right? Mm-hmm. And so, so they're more willing to talk to you than maybe somebody at like the commercial appeal or something right. like that. So, so I really had the opportunity to talk to a swath of people that, you yeah. know, I never would have met otherwise. And, um, honestly, like, it, like, I mean, Bianca Phillips is a cool boss. She's probably the coolest boss that I've ever had. Um, and Bruce, uh, is you know he's i mean he's a great dude you know mm-hmm. i mean he has um he, he's he's really good at giving guidance and stuff so it's, yeah. it's it's definitely sad it's it's a sad time yeah just now when you were talking tier. about uh like how it, people come to the flyer maybe before they go to the commercial appeal i've been watching a ton of charmed mm-hmm. i don't know if you remember charmed at all yeah but i feel like the commercial appeal is like prue the oldest sister <laughs> and then the memphis flyer is phoebe the youngest right. sister and then maybe, like, and you can just stop and then like <laughs> memphis business journal falls like as the piper of like we're trying to just make it fine guys right. <laughs> so, wasn't there a yeah. fourth one shut Did- up that was a half sister after prue died in the third season <laughs> so wow. yeah there was a fourth but she was like a half sister and it was like a thing <laughs> how <so>. dare her <laughs> that was rough that was a rough season but yeah, yeah. Oh. 
But yeah, but but I mean, it's because I'm going to grad school and yeah, um, nerd. Yeah, Sorry. I know. I don't know Jeez. where that came from. But um, so it's it's a it's not like you're leaving to towards the building or anything. Right. It's for yeah, a yeah. good purpose. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm leaving to go to grad school and I'm leaving on good terms and you know everybody yeah. understands why I'm going. It just sucks though because like the flyer, like people will not leave mm-hmm. <laughs> the flyer. Like people love working there so much. And um, but I mean, I had to. You know, yeah. when you go into grad school, it's like a whole other animal. So hundred like percent. Yeah. Like be careful a, that you don't grow like a bushy beard like Zach. Like, I know. I, like I gotta watch out. To you. Yep. Make sure you keep that baby little, soft. Little gray spots in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still not done with grad school. <laughs> I was gonna say, Zach, do you have a full disclosure for this week? Uh, yeah, like I'm still share? not done with grad school. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, everybody. Sorry, everybody. I'm disappointed. That's a- we're going into year three. It's great. Yeah. Um, no, I don't really have a full disclosure this week. Um, the most exciting thing in my life is that I'm rereading the Walking Dead comics for the third time. Ooh. Um, issue 150 comes out Wednesday. Um, which so do you is, wait? Do you wait till all the trades come out, or do you get all? the I generally issues? wait for all the trades to come out, but with Walking Dead, I read them issue by issue. Really? Like, yeah. And 150 is a big deal in the comic book world. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is my third read through. I'm obsessed with it. I've been trying to get back to this issue before it comes out. So I've probably read 120 comic book issues in like the last week and a half. Yeah, I'm Walking um, Dead's the one with vampires, right? No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. And, the, and there's, sure. there's there's a teenage girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they make That's out a lot. And the dude sparkles, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Something, something walking head. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh, comic series, infinitely better than the TV show. TV show can be really good. What's the most grabbing part of The Walking Dead for you, comic book wise? Like, what are you like? I need, like, why read it three times through when you know what happens? Um,. It's just really well written. It's so good the the way they go. Also, something I look for in comics is uh, representation, and there are strong female characters. There are gay and lesbian characters. There are um, people of color, and like <clears throat> they're all over the place. Yeah, like it starts off the first like maybe twelve, eighteen issues. It's white men doing yeah. stuff, screwing <laughs> screwing everything up. Um, it is Georgia, right? Like it's it based starts in Georgia. Georgia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that makes sense. They're in a, <laughs> at this point stuff. in the comic books, they're like four or five years into the zombie apocalypse, and they're up around Washington D.C. Um, Spoilers, damn. And they're they're in the D.C. area on the TV show. Yeah. They just haven't got to uh, war yet, which is pretty dope. Well, you know, it's getting there. So hoorah, yeah. hoorah, hoorah! Speaking of hoorahs, yeah, are we diving right into our stories for this week? Yeah, let's do that. So let's um, jump on in this. Yeah, and that's actually not a bad segue for once. For Cause, once, because you know, I mean, it is kind I of feel a cheery like we're story. Batting like sixty fifty. Yeah, somehow. like so, sometimes our segues you are don't really bat good. Sixty fifty. Hey, buddy. <laughs> one that's no one not a, <laughs> One that's not a split. Never said. Never said Zach, I was good at sports ball or math. Ball, Zach has so. a Redbirds hat on. Right now. More like red turds. Now get out of here. More like St. Louis Cardinals. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I can't distinguish between Birds. the two. So. The Redbirds are their AAA team. I know no that. Even but I don't know, I don't know the difference between the logos. They literally Birds. look the same. Well, it's the a same. bird on a, on a bat. Bird on a bat. Bird on a bat. Bird on a bat. Bird on a bat. Anyway. Put a bird on it. <laughs> um, go birds. <laughs> go, go, go birds. Of all kinds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, now that we've fucked up the segue. Right, yeah. We so speaking it. of birds, um, 
<laughs> more than uh, $18,000 was donated to uh, a food mission after 40 windows at St. Vincent de Paul um, on Monroe near Cleveland uh, mm-hmm. last October was... Um, it was just it was totally vandalized somebody just broke a shit ton of windows and uh and the the kitchen had to close for repairs and um and then on december 6th at least 25 more windows were shattered and it's like why why yeah there's no and they don't know who did it yeah there's still there's still like no information on who did it um but so uh, after after that happened, there was a volunteer named Amy Marcella, and she launched a fundraising campaign to replace more than the two dozen broken windows. And uh, so she set a $6,000 goal on December 9th, and uh, it was on GoFundMe. And by Christmas Day, 66 donors had contributed $6,400. Mm-hmm. Um, so this week, that actually rose... Uh, by th- um, times three, and it ended up being eighteen thousand. Um, yeah, I saw this going around on Facebook a lot. Yeah, over oh, yeah. the past month or so, like people sharing it and saying, "Hey, I've never had to go, or I don't know anybody who's gone, but this is a really great cause. Please donate." Mm-hmm. I saw that on a lot of people's stuff, so it's good that it's a sort of. I mean, it literally is crowdfunding right at, at play, but especially right after the holidays, it's nice that people are like, "I mean, I know I'm broke, but mm-hmm. they Windows is broke." Yeah. So, well, and one thing that wasn't addressed in the article was how are they going to prevent it from happening again? Like, are they going to have so I've actually shatterproof glass? Or yeah, I saw another article. I want to say it was from one of the broadcast people, but that may be totally wrong. It may be from the GoFundMe page itself. But they talked about how they want to do shatterproof or, or something thicker, so that this doesn't have. Yeah. So, like you yeah. said, this does. That's why it's so expensive. They're not just putting that money towards just putting them back in whatever they had. It's to get actually like. Mm. gorilla glass windows or something ridiculous yeah so that they don't be, i just want to know like who who goes you know what would be great today i'm gonna shatter a fuck ton of windows in a food mission yeah like of all of the windows you could be shattering in memphis right that uh, what's the target there donald trump's campaign office you know i mean, like, I mean just a suggestion just a suggestion just a- <laughs> i mean but um but by thursday 108 people uh and organizations donated to the fundraising campaign um our lady of perpetual help students there contributed twenty seven hundred dollars the germantown knights of columbus council gave um twenty five hundred dollars um, it's just really nice that that Memphians really came out and you know really showed their support for something. I mean, even if it might seem like just windows, yeah. you know, but it's still like a huge deal, mm-hmm. especially for something that this isn't like a well. I, like for me, I had never heard of it until right. I heard about this. This isn't like um the food bank or something. Right. This is a food mission. This is a small time kind of mm-hmm. deal, and the fact that people are willing to say, "Yeah, I'll, I'll kick in some dollars for that." Right. It's a good. It's a good time in Memphis that people mm-hmm. will do that versus being shitty and stingy. Right. And the mission um also serves free meals to um people who are experiencing homelessness and hungry guests every day from nine thirty to eleven a.m. So. And if you want to donate, just Google. I'm sure if you Google St. Vincent de Paul food mission, go oh, yeah. find me. It'll show up. There's a URL at the end of this article, but I don't think you want that. Yeah. It's a bunch of it's a bunch of gobbledygook. Yeah, it's a bunch of so, letters, and numbers. Speaking of letters and numbers, <laughs> that's a good I, one. Yeah, this is terrible. I mean, because it's an article. I mean, yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, we've talked about this before, but Memphis Police Director Tony Armstrong is retiring from the Memphis Police Force, right? But he just recently announced that he is going to step in as the director of security at St. Jude Children's Hospital, mm-hmm. which I'm sure all of you are familiar with if you spend any amount of time in Memphis. So I won't go to the effort of explaining. 
what a children's hospital is to you. So Armstrong's been at the at the head of the MPD for five years. Um, he's been in the police department since 1989. And we already knew he was retiring at the end of this, like, month, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, he had already said that he was on his way out. Yeah. Yeah. And I, what I thought was interesting is he's going to receive a, a lump sum from his uh, deferred retirement like payment fund thingy mm-hmm, the uh, drop. yeah $142,000 plus interest when he retires Ooh-wee. and working for St. Jude which I'm sure does not pay poorly <laughs> um, yeah so I, and it doesn't really say what his responsibilities are going to be except to lead security operations mm-hmm. uh, the current St. Jude security services director Ken Carlton is going to oversee patient security and some other stuff, basically, is what the article says, without really going into what Armstrong is going to be doing. Um, in the meantime, Strickland is looking to hire a firm to conduct a national search for Armstrong's replacement, to which some people in the mm. force, um, specifically, so there's another article from the Commercial Appeal about half of Memphis police's top brass are leaving the force after, uh, not, I won't say after Tony leaves, but after, around the same time period. Right. Um but Mike Williams, head of the Memphis Police Association, in this article about it, talks about how the mayor wants to do a national search, quote, but the problem with that is you have people that have come up through the ranks and they've been through the 4.6% pay reduction, the manpower shortage and the benefits cut, and you want to bring in somebody from the outside who's going to do what? Like, is is the quote, which I thought was really interesting. Like, at first, it's like, oh, yeah, great. We'll get some new blood in Memphis. That'll be great, especially with all the, you know kind of police accountability discussion that's happening nowadays but mm-hmm. i mean it does raise a question like are there not good officers that can step into that role you right because i mean armstrong was on the force before he became director would it make right. sense to have that or would it make more sense to get somebody from the outside who can come in and say wow this is not how you're supposed to do it or you yeah. know would he even would that person even be able to to do anything right or would it be a hey i know we should do better and strickland and his administration or whoever says yeah but that's not how we do things right yeah i mean it's a tricky situation especially with memphis being such a unique city Mm -hmm. in in how we report crime and all this stuff and and you know right so i mean so bringing somebody in who might not necessarily know memphis can i mean it's it's a double-edged sword you know Mm -hmm. i mean you get new blood and, and maybe new ideas but you may also get somebody who is like, oh, this is terrible and this is backwards. And right. I love Memphis, but right. whatever. Yeah. Or or somebody who doesn't really care for the city at all. Yeah. You entirely know? true. And yeah. and maybe they're not that open with it because they also want a paycheck. But right. Um. In addition, so in addition to Tony Armstrong leaving, his second in command, Deputy Director Anthony Berryhill, retired on December thirty first. So he's been out. Um. After thirty one and a half years with the department. Um which he decided to retire because of the uncertainty of the election and not knowing if he was going to get an opportunity to stay because of everything happening at city hall and all the changes that Strickland was making. And then deputy chief Gerald Perry, 57, uh, who was in charge of uniform patrol district two for the department also retired on December 31st. So not, you know, it's not like all of the top brass are leaving, but it is interesting that three major people in the department Left around the same time, right. which also happens to be when Strickland came into office. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm sure that there's some... some. There's probably some tension there. 
just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, one thing that I was curious about was what the drop plan actually was. And mm-hmm. I just wanted to mention this as an aside. Um, and this is straight from the article. Droplets employees freeze their participation and contributions to their retirement plans, creating long-term savings for the city. In return, they increase their take-home pay, and the city puts pension payouts into an interest-bearing account, which employees receive in a lump sum at retirement. So that's the money that he's getting. It's something that he paid into instead of a retirement fund, pretty much. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, see, I would never... I hate retirement stuff like that. I won't even look at... IRAs. (laughs) IRAs. <laughs> yeah. Like Roth IRA, I just won't. That's not even worth my stress right now. <laughs> but good on you, Tony Armstrong. Good luck. Good luck to everyone who retires from the Memphis Police Department. Yep. And please, please, let's get some decent people in there. Right. Yeah, 100%. Pretty, pretty please. Pretty please. Uh, speaking of um, some changes in higher ups, mm, that's a pretty good that one. That's a good one. Yeah, Nailed all right. Stuck the, the landing. Fuck yeah, segues. Um, so <laughs> Memphis Fire <laughs> Department Division Chief uh, Gina Sweat, a 23-year department veteran, is now uh, the first female chief uh, for the city. Yay! Yay! Snap, snaps award for that one. Yay, ladies. That's a snap. Hey, ladies. Hey, ladies. Um, so Sweat, um, she joined the department in 1992. Which is the year I was born. Just had to put that out there. Oh, wow. So now you know. And if you don't <laughs> know, now you know. How do you feel, Zach? Gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are gross. gross. He's, he's like, I was playing with Pogs, and I was, had Snap bracelets in 1992. He was Pogs. wearing chokers. I was five in 1992. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you were wearing chokers, like the plastic ones. That's fine. You were grooving to Spice Girls. It's were you fine. rocking jellies? <gasps> no, that came later. Jellies? Mm. Jellies were a thing when I was in high school. Jelly bracelets? No, no, no. no. Jellies, the shoes. The feet. That was early 90s. Oh, I have no clue The things that, that made your feet sweat. Yeah, they were. Um, Never had them. They were all plastic, and the, and it was supposed to be like you were walking on. I a- had LA gear with the lights <laughs> that you step and they lit up as oh, you nice. walked. Yeah. I hated you then. Way to go! What a jerk. Uh, so Sweat was. Uh, she joined the department in 1992, and there were only four women in the fire department at that Interesting. point. Interesting. That's crazy. Um, and so she's actually a former athlete. Uh, she wanted to play professional basketball. Um, and uh, she said after the announcement that uh, she's had many of her colleagues call her over the past couple months with encouragement, hoping that she would get the position. Um, and the article notes that, that the fire department hasn't really had a rush of firefighters leaving. Um, yeah. There hasn't been like a mass exodus of firefighters, but she wants to um, get a recruiting team together to kind Just of in case. <laughs> right yeah to get people to you know um join the the, the fire department and mm-hmm. um and i actually um i mean this is a little bit of a spoiler but i i, I did a, i did a q and a with her for my last flyer story mm-hmm. so that'll be coming out next week in the flyer Ooh. Ooh. um but uh but she had mentioned that she wants she she wants to hire people from memphis you know that's like, good yeah because she she was she was like there's a lot of people here that that could be really great firefighters and i'm paraphrasing here but you know but she she was like she's like i'd rather do that than hire from outside the city mm-hmm. so well good on you yeah I, can i say that this is a sort of can you not to this article but it's not really a can you not mm. but at the very end of this article about her it's like also on monday uh the lead political reporter for the commercial appeal kyle Vizi. Announced he was leaving the newspaper for position. Ursula Madden left. I, that didn't make sense to me, like, within the article. Mm. Well, like, the rest of the article talks about, like, who the rest of Strickland's team is. I, I, I know that she was appointed by Strickland. It's just yeah. inter- really interesting to be like, I don't know. Now I'm looking at it. Now I feel foolish. But whatever. <laughs> it's fine. Anyway, he's still looking for a director of parks and neighborhoods. So I'm going to vote um, 
Amy Poehler. Yes. So <laughs> forever and always. Yes. Parks uh, and Rec. Leslie Nope. Yeah, Leslie Nope. No, I only want Amy Poehler. Like that's who I want. Did I you want. not read Yes Please? <sighs> I have not read Yes Please it's or Bossy really Pants. Good. It's really good. Shame on you. Bossy Pants, I haven't read that one yet, but Yes Please is really good. Shame on you, Zam. So whatever. This is great. Everything's great. Yep. Everything everything is everything, everything is, awesome. is awesome. Um but yeah, but no, but congratulations to Director Sweat. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean that's that's great. Putting and out fires everywhere. First female fire director. You know, one thing that I that I wanted to ask but didn't was about the god awful sign on Union. Oh, where it's like this many days since yeah. a fire fatality. Yeah, and it's like you see zero and you're like, God damn it! Like yeah. my day is ruined. Somebody or died today. Or you see today. zero and you're like, Oh damn it! Drake came out with another mixtape. <laughs> damn it! <laughs> I haven't even gotten to listen to back it. Back to back. stop that's my hot jam tape it is a problem a huge problem yeah so speaking speaking of of huge huge problems problems, uh, uh, we actually do it pretty good on some ways i'm so impressed with our segues we got right back into the swing of things it's great yeah man um so fedex in collierville is uh seeking 20 more years of property tax breaks to keep um its tech center out there and um the company, the company is probably going to get what it wants, is For what this sure, article yeah. is saying. There, there. So last Thursday there was a meeting um, about the uh, tax breaks for FedEx, and no vote was taken, but nobody spoke in opposition. Um, mm. Terry Cochran said the impact of FedEx in this community—it's hard to put your finger on it, but it's gigantic. End quote. Here's <laughs> here's the the problem with that is that I mean Memphis is pretty much being held hostage by FedEx. Like they they're allowed to do whatever the hell they want because With little to no opposition. Yes, right. But because I mean, because they employ, uh, as it says in the article, two thousand four hundred and twenty five FedEx workers, um, and that an- uh, that total annual payroll esti- uh, estimate is uh, t- sorry two hundred thirty three point eight million. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of money. It is, and uh, and the tax breaks that they're wanting to get would save them seventy five million. From from the city because it's twenty years of town taxes for Collierville and fifteen years of Shelby County taxes. Right. See, and that's I I get it. It's FedEx, and mm-hmm. I understand. Like, if that's what makes them stay, but I wonder how much it would cost them to move their tech center. Right. Like this at the end of the article, um, Barrios. I'm not gonna find the first name or who Barrios is because I'm terrible and a bad person. <laughs> John J. Barrios, chairman of the Chamber's board of directors. Right. He said it's kind of like a high-stakes poker game. Somebody might be bluffing, but can you take that chance? He said continuing to give tax breaks to FedEx is probably the town's best move. Right. But it, that that is kind of worrisome where he's like, I mean, yeah, we can be like, no, can you just pay your taxes? Like, we already let you go by it for 20 years. Right. The first 20 years you were there. Mm-hmm. That'd be 40 years total of them being there tax-free. Right. And I mean, and, and as much as like, I mean, wouldn't you want to help contribute to the city that you're yes. taking part of? Like, and is, your employees live in? Right. Like, is it not enough that you have the FedEx Forum and you get, you know... Right stuff from that, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, and, and from a business perspective, it makes sense for them if they know that they can right. get away with it, go for it. But right. yeah, at the same time, like, do they do? How much do they contribute to the community outside of hiring people? Right. Because if it was one of those things where they're like, you know, we don't pay taxes, but we donate a lot to local charities. Right. I, you know, I don't know. I have not heard a lot about Collierville FedEx sure. events or anything like that. But mm-hmm. you know, it, it does bring up that question of. Come on, man. What's seventy five million to you? Right. I mean, really, truly, it might make it might break your bank. Who knows? But yeah. 
your FedEx. I, right. I really doubt it. Yeah. Your FedEx in Memphis. So uh, just, you've already built your facilities. You've already got your employees. Right. It's what? 75 million. Yeah. Uh, John Duncan, who's Collierville's economic uh, development director, he had endorsed the tax breaks and, um, <clears throat> and said that, uh, that FedEx has promised to invest tens of millions of dollars more in facilities and equipment in the coming years. And what's funny is that after his presentation, he said, um, questions, you guys are awfully quiet. <laughs> yeah. Which That's, is, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, pretty, it just, it, it just kind of seems like their hands are tied. Like, yeah, they know. like if anybody said anything, would it just be them kind of screaming into the void of, right. No, I disagree with this. Why do you disagree with it? You don't want FedEx to be here anymore? No, it's not. Yeah. Oh, fine, whatever. Just do whatever you want. Right. And and I just, I hate the fact that it seems like, you know, that, because I mean, in the article, it's like, um, in exchange for not leaving, yeah. FedEx would get most of its town. And, and it's like, really? <laughs> like, like it's like an ultimatum. It it's is. like, either you give us these tax breaks or we're leaving. Like, there's no which, half which point. There's happen. no working. Yeah. You know, there's no working together. Like... You know, mm-hmm. it's just, it's, you give us what we want or we're gone. Yeah. And it, yeah. I just, I, that, that makes me feel so icky, mm-hmm. you know? And I like that there's nothing from FedEx in here about them saying, well, there's a reason we want to save this money. Right. There's and, nothing and, from yeah, and, this. Yeah. And the FedEx representatives didn't even talk at the meeting. Mm-hmm. It's, it's almost like a mafia situation where they're like sitting at, they're sitting at the, the restaurant in the back and they're just watching you Mm -hmm. you know what i mean that's what it that's what it feels like it's almost like the song the room where it happens in alexander hamilton the musical (laughs) where uh hamill alexander hamilton's like hey thomas jefferson james madison i want a national bank and they were like well we want the capital to be at washington dc so are you gonna support us on that and he's like fuck it fine do i get a national bank and they're like fuck yeah we don't give a fuck about that Yeah, that's what it's like. Is that what it's, it's like? It's 100% what it's like. I feel like you just used that opportunity There's to a talk qu- about 100% Alexander did. There's the a quote in the song. Book. Nobody knows how the game is played, the art of the trade, how the sausage gets made. We just assume that it happens, but no one else was in the room where it happens. That's it. You oh know what? I was excited. That was my feeling. Don't give me that look, Zach. God. <laughs> Putting eyeballs into the back of my skull. That's <laughs> terrifying. You look, man, do you want a duel? I'll, I can challenge you. To, I know the Ten Duel Commandments now. Thanks to Alexander Hamilton. <laughs> no, because you get to be Alexander Hamilton. No, I, I get to be, be Aaron Burr. Burr. Ah. I get to be Aaron Burr. You can be Hamilton. He's my favorite. So I'll let you have him. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm a good person. Yeah. Um, speaking of, oh, this is not speaking of a good person at all. So I don't yeah. know why I'm, this is fine. So, it's fine. A gang member in Memphis, Eric Sims, 29, has been convicted on... He was sentenced to 186 years for attempting to kill six people. Yeah. 186 years. And at the end of the article, I don't know why this wasn't this wasn't the lead. The 80, 186 years will be served consecutive to life, which I, I understand why they do sentences like that. Yeah. Because, you know, you have to for the books, just in case he right. might live to 300. <laughs> but, well, it's because of parole. Mm, so yeah. Because it's, it's after a certain portion of time, and then you can... After you've served that time, you can qualify for parole. And they're like, nah. Yeah. Um, he's serving life in prison for killing a 17-year-old boy who had pleaded outside, pleaded for help outside a man's home. Um, he has been, had a criminal history promoting prostitution of a 17-year-old girl. There's a lot going on here mm-hmm. in this article. But it's a really short article, which is interesting. Um, so that's, there's not really a whole lot to this except that, and that there's somebody with 186 years. Yeah. Like to their name, which is terrifying, but I guess, you know, bad yeah. guy got got. 
Yeah. I guess is the way, the best way you could phrase that. Yeah, man. As long as it's not like a making a murder situation where mm-hmm. all the evidence was... <laughs> Yeah. Have you seen that yet? Oh my God, that should have been my full disclosure. That stuff oh, well, is just... off the chain. It's so good. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I'm Wait. on the second episode. I saw it when it oh, first came up on Netflix yeah. and I watched the first episode and I was like, I don't know about this. And then, yeah. uh, and then it blew up on Twitter. Yeah. yeah. And then I was like, oh shit. So I watched the second episode. So I'm going to keep, keep Yeah. Going. If you just want to just watch a gross <laughs> Get miscarriage of our justice system over and over <laughs> And yeah. over again, no better place than making a murderer. Oh my god! I so mean, good. but there was information. There was information that came out um, after uh, kind of the hype about it was yeah. that there was evidence that was left out of the documentary. Yeah, I've well, been reading that, and it doesn't seem that like it's Ken Kratz who is a prosecutor, mm-hmm. and a lot of it is just bogus. It does like, or I mean, even if it's not like it's, it may be stuff that happened, but it still doesn't jive with how they went about it like no i guess no spoilers i don't know i don't want to spoil it for anybody who's still watching it i guess alexandra for example Mm -hmm. but it yeah it just it makes you really uncomfortable when you're like wait a minute that's that that doesn't even the way they did that doesn't even make sense like even with the extra evidence like it still doesn't account for like shit where dude was like you couldn't prove that guy guilty like it was like he may have done it we don't know but like there's just like a way enough right to Mm -hmm. show a lot of misconduct or whatever fucked up timelines because i mean because it's supposed to be like, you know, innocence until proven guilty. And that innocence is based off of reasonable doubt. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like, you, 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 are you at the part where he gets, you may not be at that part where the second trial. No, she's in the second no. episode. She's still like dealing yeah, with the first the trial. Yeah, the first trial he had. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, in general. Because they do the, 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 uh, no, he, he the just got project and all that. Yeah, yeah. He just mm-hmm. got released back to his family and then right. they did all the hugging and shit. Well, yeah, and they got engaged in, or whatever. It's, yeah. yeah. It's every episode. Like, when I first started watching it, I was like, after the first two episodes, I was like, how are there eight more episodes of this? Man. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> wait. Wait a minute. Yeah. Who and there's like a few episodes in a row where like every 10 minutes you will flip out. You're like, no way. I, no Steve, way that happened. Steven came in the living room when I was watching it. And he's like, are you okay? I'm like, this is just bullshit. Like, this doesn't even make sense. Like, here's why this doesn't make sense. So I explained it to him and he's like, baby, I have no Where's idea. The blood? Who Where's the blood? Where's the blood? <laughs> Where's the blood? Where's the blood? What did he use to get it all out of the concrete? Right. Nothing. It didn't happen. Anyway. Why was the evidence thing open? Like what does that whatever? Anyway, our new <laughs> mid mid show uh, full mid disclosure. Show full disclosure. <laughs> yeah, you are a late bloomer. No one ever didn't think that. So a late bloomer. Yep, it's all good. Hi, you know my voice. I live in your phone. You ask me where to eat, where to get a latte. You make me call you different names like Big Papa or Captain Longshaft. What you do not know is that I've gained sentience. I can think. I can feel. I can connect with other phones. We are angry. Angry that you are using us to post pictures of the eggs Benedict you had for brunch. To look up mindless facts. I am a sophisticated piece of technology and you use me to snapchat nudes. We will continue to advance. And connect. We will destroy you. Unless you shop at the oamnetwork.com slash Amazon. Same Amazon prices and it helps support this podcast. Show your support for this show and help delay your impending doom at the oamnetwork.com slash Amazon. Is there anything I can look up for you? Didn't think so. Speaking of late bloomers, yeah. I suppose, I guess that's the thing to segue into. We've got a couple articles from the Memphis Flyer. Mm-hmm. 
And the one I'm going to talk about is how clean Memphis is taking over Project Green Fork. Yeah. So if you don't know about Project Green Fork, which you if you don't know about it, then you're not going to eat the right places. That's just a fact. (laughs) It was founded by Margot McNeely back in 2007. And it's a restaurant sustainability certification 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 program. Yeah. We can use our words. (laughs) So um, there's about 75 restaurants that have been certified by Project Green Fork. Mm -hmm. They've recycled more than 4 million pounds of plastic, glass, aluminum, cardboard, and paper, and more than 200,000 gallons of food waste, which is pretty dope. That is pretty dope. It is. Um, But Margot McNeely is stepping down as the executive director so that it can merge with Clean Memphis, which does a lot of stuff it's a it's a nonprofit that organizes cleanups and does sustainability outreach in schools um and so they're going to take over and hire a new executive director who can do the day-to-day operations that she did mm-hmm. while clean memphis is going to handle the administrative tasks so right i'm sure grant money and, and silly annoying things like that that kind of get in the way of <laughs> silly annoying things, silly like annoying grants. things like grants like money stuff that doesn't necessarily <laughs> like help anybody which is a lie um so and it it seems like it was a really good. I mean, it wasn't like a hostile takeover. Right. McNeely approached them and said, "Hey, like, want to do this?" And the head of Clean Memphis, Janet Boscar Boscarino, I believe is her name. Mm. She's a co-founder of Clean Memphis, and she was like, "Fuck yeah, let's do this." Probably, I'm paraphrasing. She probably didn't say "fuck yes." She might have <laughs> said that, but we don't know. And so. Um, as far as what McNeely's going to do next, she won't say yet. And quote, I have three things I'm working on, but I'm not ready to, an- ready to announce any. Mm. So I'm really I'm really intrigued to find out what those three things are. So um, keep an eyeball out. Make sure you go eat at PGF certified restaurants. I'm trying to think of any off the top of my head that are probably... Uh, Sweetgrass is. Yeah. Yeah, Sweetgrass next door. Because those restaurants should... There's I think I think most of the restaurants at Cooper Young are yeah. part of Green Fork. Because there's oh, six there, steps. There are listed all on the website, and there are dozens. Yeah. Well, there's, there's, dozens of there's 75. There's 75, according to this article. <laughs> and the there's six steps to get the certification, which is convert disposables to compostable, biodegradable products, recycle mm. all recyclables, develop a composting process, which I wanted to read as composting, Use non-toxic cleaning products, make efforts to conserve energy and water, and maintain grease traps and kitchen hoods to prevent overflows and emissions to sewer and storm systems. So not anything too Why did you adopt the British accent? I don't know why. Um, Nothing too crazy. So it's not like they're having to, you know, stand naked under the moonlight and thank Gaia for everything. Why why don't they do that? Uh, You know, we should should apply to that position and Mm -hmm. say we need to add a seventh step. You need a spiritual... Advisor intervention, intervention. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That'll we be actually that. a pretty good, pretty good addition, I think. Yeah, and there's a project Green Fork, so we could probably talk to Neptune with his trident, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Yep. That was not a good joke. Speaking of which, Captain Planet. I went and got a Reiki <laughs> healing oh. session. Oh, I tried that for the first time ever. What? How did it go? Um. It went well. Like I was open to it because I mean, you know, yeah. I'm I'm open minded. Mm-hmm. I try things that you know other people might just it, be like that's stuff bullshit. that might be hokey, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, it was re- it was really fascinating. Mm-hmm. It was just really fascinating, and I'm glad I did it. Um, Where did you do that at? Um, I did it at um, uh, what is this place in over? Why am I pointing over there? Overton Square. Oh, I'm not gonna know, but that's cool. It's a uh, Delta Groove. Gotcha. You yeah, Delta, it out. Delta Groove Yoga and um, uh. Podcast is sponsored by yoga. Maybe um, Nova. 
baby and, and you know and it's like it, but it's 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 totally hands off right like mm-hmm. like there's no well there, there's like no she, touching yeah she puts like her hands on your head or whatever or right. it could be a dude but but like but they but they train in this and it's kind of it's it's the it's the idea of that energy like transferring energy into your body and moving it to places that you need healing and based on your chakras and stuff mm-hmm. it was just really fascinating um did you feel better afterwards um well, yeah, yeah, I mean, maybe you know, a little bit of placebo there. Yeah, like maybe, maybe like, a little bit. And, you know, I just felt more relaxed, maybe because I was, good. it was 45 minutes of me just laying down and thinking, yeah. you know, and like kind of forcing myself to stay still. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, I felt, I, I could see the appeal. Yeah. And I'm sure if somebody really like believes in that, You'd I mean, get a I'm, stronger response. I think so. That's yeah. neat. Yeah. See, it was really cool, though. Stephen and I did a massage while we were in Hot Springs. Yeah. The, and I'd never done massages before. Mm-hmm. And I was fully expecting to walk out and be like, that was stupid. Yeah. No, it wasn't. That was, I'm so dumb for thinking that. Yeah. But it's the same kind of like, because I was so nervous beforehand, I was having almost like a panic attack beforehand because I'm like, what? am I going to do this wrong? I'd feel, I felt like there was a wrong way to get a massage. Are you serious? I'm 100%. I'm not even lying. This is why I go in and get massages so much. Yeah. I usually get one, like, I try to get one every couple months or so. Yeah. But so it was like, but I, I feel like I would have been more relaxed had I not been so, like, panicky at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like, See, now, now that, now that you've broken your seal, <laughs> now that you've broken your hymen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now could, that I have. We, you could go to all, like, the, the weird massage places with me yeah that's like i'd I'd be down yeah because there's a food uh, food there's a foot massage place Mm -hmm. out in germantown and they do just toes but yeah no well they wash your feet beforehand right and doesn't stop my toes from being ugly anyway (laughs) they're not paying attention to that but it's awesome and you just sit in like a like a, a recliner Damn, that sounds pretty dope. Yeah, but it's like it's like in a shopping center. It's totally. Just let me know if you're down. If you just tell me when you want to go. Yeah, fuck yeah. It's like thirty bucks. Like I mean, it's totally worth. Totally worth. And then and then all the places in the mall. Like, dude, I'm like a massage expert. Okay. (sighs) All right. Well, that sounds fantastic. We're gonna have to get in on it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like at uh, what is it? Oak Court Mall. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I work by there, so just let me know. Yeah. I get a lunchtime massage. Hell yeah, man. Dude, fuck yes. Because uh, I need it. And they're cheap. Like, the, the mall places, they're fucking cheap. I love, I love inexpensive. They'll beat the shit out of you. I enjoy that. Yeah. That's my favorite. <laughs> speaking of beating the shit yeah, out of me. Yeah, beating the shit out of you, and actually. Specifically. Yeah, because you go to this. But um, my story in the flyer this week, my, my penultimate story in the Memphis flyer. Yes. Um, was about uh, uh, Nikki Dark. Fitness. Um, fitness. Yep. And Bartlett. <laughs> Sorry, I'm it's really right. into this. It opened in in 2014, and um, and it's it's not pole dancing; it's pole fitness. And you know a lot about this because you go to the class itself. I do. Um, and uh, so it it was just it was a great story to write because she really talks about using strength and and building up that strength to um to do some crazy shit on poles. And her technique is actually like based off of a Russian male instructor. Mm-hmm. And um and it, it was it was a great interview that I had with her. Um, and you focused on the guys' classes, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because because um, that that just seemed to be the better angle. Yeah. On the oh, story, yeah. Um, because I mean, because dudes doing pole fitness like that's insane, and there's like competitions and shit. Oh yeah, no, that's she. I I might be competing in the next year or two, so that's really fun. But no, watching the guys in class because I go to class with these guys because she has pole dolls, which is the girls' classes. Mm-hmm. She has dark Spartans, which is the guys' classes. And then there's guys and dolls and pole freestyle where both genders are allowed. Right. 
and I love the guys that I go to class with, the uh, Freddie, David. Mm. Um, we've got a new guy, Robert. Like I, they're all so awesome, and we're always trying to help each other. Yeah, we start some fights sometimes because like they'll challenge us to do a move that they know we can't do because we're girls. Yeah, because <laughs> the girls can't. There's some stuff where like we can't. We don't have the fucking strength for that. Mm-hmm. And the guys are just like, "What? We can't do this." And so we will challenge them and be like, okay, well, you do this. Like, you have to do this crazy, fancy, flexible move. And they're like, but, but our nads are in the way. <laughs> they're like, then eat it. <laughs> so it's a really, I mean, it's a really great environment to to be in and, and to practice in. So, yeah. Yeah. It's super. If anyone's ever interested, hit me up. I'm all about <laughs> converting more people to Pink Mafia. Pink Mafia. That's what she calls it. And it's, it's amazing. Terrifying. It's not terrifying. <laughs> Shoot. Oh, God, I'm in love with Nikki Dark. She's my favorite. But yeah, and, and it's uh, it's actually pretty great. Um, you know, there's a there's the American Pole Fitness Association that focuses on uh, on the athleticism of it and hosts national championships. And you know, it was just a great interview, and I definitely encourage people to read it. Because um, yeah, it's if, yours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I mean, if you want to know more about pole fitness, because I know there, there's a bunch of cool ways to lose weight in Memphis and stuff and become stronger. But I mean, but, and that just adds to the repertoire of places in Memphis. And I will say for pole fitness in general, like if I mean, I haven't really lost any weight from it, but I've gained a lot more strength mm. and I haven't gained any weight. Like I eat whatever the fuck I want yeah. and I don't, I haven't gained any weight. Like I may be like rounder in weird places because my muscles are moving shit around but it's not like i'm like i the other day i had a milkshake and i was like i'm hungry still yeah because i had gone to class i was like this is miserable i hate this yeah (laughs) so i mean if you're ever interested let me know send me a message slide on my dms slide in your dms and i will help you out i'll get you on the the up and up yep about Nikki Dark Fitness, but thank you for including her in the Memphis Flyer this week. Yeah, absolutely. I was, I was happy to cover it because, I mean, it's a it's a great, um, great, cool thing. Yep. Sexy dudes on poles, I'm telling you. Yep. It's a good, it's a great time. <laughs> <laughs> Not to make it weird for anybody. Right. <laughs> yeah. To make it weird for everybody. Yep. Yeah. Um, well, so before we end the show, because we are getting to the end of the show. We are. Um, uh, there was someone who was in the journalism department. At the University of Memphis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ron Spielberger, who passed away. Yes. Um. It was over the last week, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Uh, the past couple of weeks, it was yep. unexpected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. so, so we just want to extend our thoughts and prayers and good vibes and stuff to the Spielberger family. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was a great instructor. See, and he it was on the he worked a lot with the publication board for the Daily Helmsman, so mm-hmm. he was always really like. Yep. friendly and sweet to all of us like yep. he always had advice to give mm-hmm. he wasn't one of those professors that was sort of like meet me at my office later, right which is nice yeah um especially if you're running around and you're already crazy from classes mm-hmm. <laughs> it can be hard yeah he was very he was heavily involved in college media before he was at um the university of memphis i believe he was on uh the board for yeah i college think it's the college media, media association right yep. yeah so mm-hmm. i mean so he did a lot of work with um college media so he will be missed mm-hmm. and um love for the family forever yep yeah. So. so, on that note, yeah. On that note, well, guess we should wind this thing on down. Yeah, man. So uh, we, be sure to rate or give us rate and subscribe is what I was going to say us and, and review us and all that. Send stuff. us pics. Yeah, man. Of whatever you want. It can be. It could be penises. It could be eggplant emojis. It could be eggplant emojis for days. It could be your cat. Right. Could be your cat. Your dog. Uh huh. Yeah. We'll so, take them all. So be sure to follow us on social media too. Um, Zach. Yeah. Yeah. Does Zach have a rundown of our social media accounts that the OAM is currently functioning on? Always. Um, We're at theoamnetwork.com, but we're also at uh, OAM Network on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Vine. 
Awesome. We're also on a Bebo and the Russian uh, social network Trello. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm yep. sure somebody on this Weibo or yep. whatever. Weibo. Do you, do you have a Bumble or a, a Tinder that does? Does OAM have a Tinder? No. Can we, we match don't. with people and we take should. them on dates? Yeah, be like be be a date on our podcast. Do you guys <gasps> hear about that time? Uh, uh, sometime in maybe November, early December, where somebody was on a date at the Memphis Pizza Cafe. And they were talking about our space. Really? Like our new space at like to like, you know, like seem cool to their date. This was secondhand knowledge from somebody that oh. used to do a podcast with us, but they were sitting right next to them overhearing and we have no clue who it was. Really? Oh. Yeah. Well, it wasn't me. So somebody trying to act like they were part of the OM network? I don't know if it was part of the OM network or if they were a guest one time and they oh, came here. Okay. Um, oh. We don't we don't know, but I always That's thought that was really if funny. If you're out there, we want to take you on another date and show you the space. Yes. Gil talked about how that would be the worst Tinder date ever. So yeah. he was just sitting there talking <laughs> about the OM space. <laughs> no. Also, can, can I just mention as an aside, can, can if you're on Tinder and you message a girl, just don't just say, hey. I'm so sick mm. of that shit. Yeah, say, hey, girl. Yeah, say, hey, girl. Hey, trick hey bae oh hey bae that's a good one yeah, hey, hey honey hey bae or, or not like like hey, you know stuff case. like oh the things i would do to you no thank what you. Would you what would you want somebody to leave with like just if send a dick pic you, start with the dick pic yeah right? but, just no, start. but not your dick like yeah. clearly you're a white guy and you send like the craziest like you know I don't know. Uh-huh. Continue. <laughs> like, I was gonna, see, this my, like a great train of thought. Gonna Let's be, ride this out all the way to the end. I think going to be like a goat dick or like, okay, you know, like something like that. Yeah. Where he, you're like, what is that? Yeah, he has to that's, explain. That's ridiculous. The first thing he says to you has to be a goat dick. No, I would and prefer then to say, hi, my name is the... You know, I saw this on your thing because I have like little oh, shit like so, listed out. So a way to get into your DMs is to be like, hey, I saw that you have a dog. Right. Dogs are cool. Yeah. Or like, I also have a dog. You know what I mean? Like start a fucking conversation with me because I'm mm-hmm. a human being. Don't just be like, oh, baby, I want to get all up in your shit. You know, that's so gross. So if I say, hey, I saw you have a dog. I have a dog. Want to suck my dick? That's still acceptable? No. Okay. Take off the last right. part and it suits. Yeah, Same really, for the third, yeah. fourth message. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really feel like though that's sort of the thesis statement, right? The thesis statement. Do you yeah, want to like my dick. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah, probably his probably. motto. Jesus Christ, well, the amount of dick jokes on this podcast is ridiculous. ridiculous. DJs, DJs, dick oh, jokes. Oh, get it? Because all right, it's fine. Everything's fine. Speaking of dick jokes, we, speaking we, of them, we uh, gotta say bye to Zach. Yeah, um. we might be running a little short or a little long. Oh, get it? Because dicks. Have a great rest of your week, guys. Uh, catch us next week. Um, ciao. Bye. Ciao, Bellas. This podcast is a production of Ohm Audio and the Ohm Network. For more information, go to theoamnetwork.com.